From the Peacock and Park Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, and in Costa Rica at the Fancy Nasty Studios, this is another edition of Swan Dive with Ron Rothberg and Stu Sheldon. This particular episode is like a Swan Dive check back based on some things that have happened recently. So, Stuart, hello. How are you, my friend? What is shaking down in Central America? Hey, Ron. Yeah, this is fun today. It's a little short kind of interstitial episode um, because two plus years now and running on this art collaboration, um, every now and then we get someone to reach out to us and say, hey, you know, something you said has really resonated with me and is actually um, part of some big choices I'm about to make or just made. And needless to say, that is an incredibly satisfying feeling um, to, to, as a creator, to have had some small impact, uh, made a small dent in the universe. And yeah. so, so yeah, yeah man, t- w- yeah. let's just go right to it. What, what was the conversation that you had and that led to this conversation? Yeah. So I had a friend of mine that I worked with reach out to me and he's on the diving board. He's getting, he's stretching his quads for his dive he was presented with a package, a severance package. So he had some questions, logistic questions about what's next. We're about the same age. It's this 50-something thing. And so he was asking me about, hey, Ron, did you get a severance when you left the company? And my response to that was, I didn't get a severance. I got a pandemic. Uh, I tender, I saw you in December of 19 tendered my resignation in January of 2020, effective April of 2020. So I got a pandemic. Uh, We we got unexpected things on the other side. And when I told you about that story, uh, you relayed to me a very interesting thing that happened uh, to your swan dive. But I think what we were tying together here is the comparing and contrast. My swan dive happened in my 50s, the 50-somethings. Yours happened in the 20-somethings. So what was the severance that you got when you did your swan dive some 30 years ago? Well, (laughs) yeah, uh, you know, that's a conversation that I hadn't thought about for a long time before just a few days ago. But but just to set the table to listeners who, who, if you have not kind of been paying attention or you're new to this podcast, swan dive's about folks who pivot to their vision, make a huge change in their lives to chase their dream, become their authentic selves. And a year, well, almost two years ago, Ron left a a media, storied media career with Comcast and uh, ventured off into beautiful, incredible new, new creative endeavors, including this podcast. 30 years ago, I was a Wall Street guy and uh, youngest vice president at my company and really sort of anointed. Um, But I was dying inside and it's not what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I knew that. I knew that in my bones on Sunday nights, I would feel sick literally to my stomach to have to go in the next day and suit up and sort of pretend to be something I was not, even though I was succeeding at that. And so when I finally decided on my 27th birthday to walk out the door and leave behind a very lucrative career, for the known of pursuing art, uh, I 
had to face uh, a very intense logistical reality. Uh, and that was that two or three years prior, two years prior to that decision, my company was bought out. And for those of us who were brokers uh, with nice, what they called books of business clients, uh, we were enticed to stay at our company with a huge bonus, huge. It was a couple hundred, quarter of a million dollars. Uh, and I was obviously thrilled to get that bonus. The deal was what's called a uh, forgivable note. In other words, if I stayed for three years, I had to commit to three years, every year a third of that note would be forgiven and I would my debt would be clear. Well, my swan dive was so critical to my mental, mm. emotional, and physical well-being that I decided to leave a year before my note had been, quote, paid back, unquote. Thus, on the day that I made my swan dive and walked out the door of my career, I had to write a check for $115,000. $115,000 to buy my freedom, so to speak. <laughs> Mm. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about that on this podcast, but your friend who called you, who's looking to do that and has been offered a severance package and was wondering, is it enough? Will I be able to <laughs> feed the family? I'm the provider. I, I, I identify as the moneymaker and th thus this and, and that and the other. Well, I, I, I dare say you're in a far better position uh, than I was when I actually had to pay to leave my job. So when one knows that one must make the change, as I clearly did and you did, then there's virtually no amount of money that can keep you in that seat. So you said something very interesting in that. Pretend to be something you weren't, right? There's terms for that now, what you were feeling and what I was feeling. Uh, they call that quiet quitting or the great resignation. There's now a huge, you know, kind of bodies of, of essays about those things. Uh, I felt like I was quiet quitting. I didn't believe in what I was doing. And, and the thought of going back to doing it again just made me feel like I was a hypocrite because I was a hard worker and I wasn't working hard. And so those types of things were, 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 were chewing up at me. But the other thing about it, about time and about your well-being, is that if you're 50-something or 20-something, we have no guarantees that there's time. You know, and so if that thing is inside you, what is what is the impetus to launch it? And if it is delayed and something happens in the interim, what happens? What happens to your soul yeah. or your dream? Um, we were fortunate enough last year uh, to go around the country and, and, and do that, quote unquote, living the dream. We had uh, no parents to take care of. We had kids who were on their own. We had this period of time where we were able to do that. My wife, God bless her. She said, let's do it because we don't have grandkids or we don't have any obligations. Let's do it now while we can. And we did. That sticks in my head that now that script has changed a bit that I'm happily caring for an aging parent, uh, happily caring for an aging dog. We don't know what's going to happen around the corner. So when that tap comes, 
Listen to it inside, outside, whatever it is, because it's coming and you got to act yeah. on it. Yeah. Well, there's a beautiful, there's a beautiful movement that I've seen. Um, and I think I've heard it described as the new wealth. And the new wealth, the currency inside the world of the new wealth is not money, uh, it's time. Mm. And when you recognize that the truly valuable asset that we have in this short life of ours is really time and money doesn't buy happiness and blah, 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 uh, it is true. And we, f- we far often come to that realization much later in our lives um, when there is so much less time. And so, uh, you know, I, I hate it when this starts to, our conversations start to drift into, uh, you know, sort of cheesy tropes, but that one is very true. The new wealth is about your limited time, how you use it, being present, being mindful and, you know, drinking the glass dry every day and waking up the next day and drinking it dry the half full glass <laughs> drinking to just layer on uh but um you did it my friend and i've said that before and i'll say it again you know 2 years ago you were grinding it out in a big sales job um well two and a half years ago yeah and yeah. doing very well at the top of your game and you you recognized that the time was nigh to pivot you did within Less than a year, you were in an RV for a year, checking <laughs> off a huge bucket list, having the time of your life, and uh, reconnecting with your wife and your kids. And very few people have the chutzpah to do that. Um, and now here we are looking back on that almost a year ago, and you are in a fine position to tell your friend um, or to show, to exemplify to your friend yeah. um, what you know, the new wealth really looks like. And I would urge him, if you're listening, to uh, walk into that office down the hall and say, it's been a great run. I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Uh, It's time for me to move on organically. The moment is here and I am out. Pura vida. Mm -hmm. I think also in all of that, um, the whole quote unquote living the dream is an absolute myth. I think that we're living moments because uh, dreamlike moments come around and we have to recognize them and be present for them. But life is life. We are all living a life. Uh, and, and, and that's the other thing um, that I encourage everyone that, that no matter what happens on the other side, there's going to be life that follows along with you. Yeah. And you know what, Ron? Thank you for saying that. Because one of the things I, that one of my concerns with our, our podcast is that we uh, start to sound like the guys that are like, Hey man, just follow your dreams Mm. and it's all good. And, and, you know, peace and love and some sort of silly gooey, um, mythological construct, which is of course absurd. Um, real life is going to be there no matter what your job is, no matter how true you are to your, to your heart and your authenticity. Um, in our case, you know, I mean, I lost my, one of my parents this year and, um, we struggle with some 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 things with uh, with our children that are very real and very of this moment, and that didn't change. Um, what does change, however, is if when you turn away from those challenges, the life that you're living and the person that you're looking at in the mirror is is on the trajectory of his or her own truth and his or her own 
understanding of what who they are, who they who, what they're best at, and what gives them the most soul satisfaction. If that is in fact the case, it makes dealing with those imminent challenges all all the better. Yeah, slightly less difficult, or at least there's something to turn back to that gives one solace, which is one's true path. And leading by example for those behind us that are looking up to us too. That's the part of it that, uh, that is, uh, that is cool. My, my daughter wrote a nice note to me about, you know, how proud she was of me. You say that you're proud of your children. And when your child says they're proud of you, uh, it still brings a tear to my eye that, um, she recognized the anxiety, the angst, uh, that was building and the opportunity to, uh, take matters into my own hands to do something about that. Um, that's treasure. Those are the treasures, man. This is a treasure. You are the freaking treasure, um, that we have, uh, in this, in this place as we keep drifting along. My wife is, it comes from a hardworking family. Um, the, the work ethic in, from both of her parents is, is extraordinary. Her dad was a pharmacist for 42 years and in, in the same pharmacy, like a Norman Rockwellian character. And her mom worked tirelessly as a real estate agent to pay the bills. And so she's a hardworking gal who started working when she was 16 and didn't stop until our second child was born and, you know, did very well for herself. Um, but when, since we moved to Costa Rica and since she, she stopped working, she's been very worried that she was modeling um, for our kids are not modeling what a hardworking group of parents looks like. You mm. know, my, my professional life is fluid as an artist and so forth. And so, uh, she really struggled with that. And about a month ago, she's been doing a lot of work on, on mindfulness and being present. She meditates twice a day and she's, she's really elevating herself and her consciousness. And she came up to me out of nowhere and she said, you know what, you know what I realized that it's not so important that we teach our kids how to work. What's important is that we teach our kids how to live. Mm. And we are showing our kids how to live here in Costa Rica with the choices we've made. And I, and I said to her, Jody, honestly, that is one of the most important things you've ever said to me in our 18 years together. Mm -hmm. And I am so deeply moved and so grateful that you have arrived at that realization. Um, I had never said it out loud, but I think I was, I, I was and am much closer to that notion, but to hear my partner say that, um, and it and it's the same holds true for you and Christine. I struggle I mean, with it. You're I showing them that. how to live. Yeah, but I struggle with that too. The anxiety of um, the, the bank account and uh, the, the the pragmatic nature of it. I struggled with that for a very long time. We are conditioned to have this work ethic, and that is our value, uh, is what we bring into the boat. And um, yeah, to live just to be on the bow of the boat and to enjoy the sunshine rather than counting the fish that you pull on board. Um, yeah. that's, that's, that's living, man. That's, that's deep. And you had not shared that before. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, you got to pay the bills. And we've said that again and again, again, not to be Pollyannish about what this all looks like. We all got to pay the bills in this society we live in, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, but you know, 
time is the true, Absolutely. the true currency. And if there's, you know, if there's one thing that I could teach my children and leave it, it's, it's that it's like, make the most of your time and your relationships and your connections, you know, and in the end, the love you take is equal <laughs> to the love you make of wise philosopher once said, and, and I believe that to be true. So you and I are doing it, bro. Yeah. I mean, let's just give ourselves a little pat on the back. Um, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me and what the future holds in this sort of new paradigm. Um, it, I'm confident will be wonderful. Um, challenges and all. I, it, it feels great to be on a true trajectory, um, one that is based on um, – on wellness, on yeah. deep, deep spiritual, emotional, and physical wellness. So good on us. The currency is time. And if you have time to drop us a line and tell us about your swan dive, go to swandive.us and uh, ping us or tell us your story. Um, we'd love to have more guests uh, from different backgrounds and different trajectories. And uh, if you have felt something from our words please reach out it means a lot so uh, that's a good way to get in touch with us yeah drop a review and do what you do on the internet machine for podcasts that you like and uh, thank you thank you so much for listening to another mini episode of swan dive peace hey everyone thank you so much for listening to swan dive if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and share this episode. Also, we are building a new season of Swan Dive. So if you or you know someone who has experienced a Swan Dive in their life, please hit us up and contact us through our website, www.swandive.us.